from AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. This is LaughBox, the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. Here's your host, Chip Lutz. I'm in the house, you're in the house, and it is time for Laughbox. L-A-U-G-H-B-O-X. I don't have a rhyme for that. Doesn't make any difference. We're still going to have a good time. Hey, so my big question for you this week is, have you registered for the conference in April, Chicago? If you haven't, go to AATH.org, get registered. It's time. Now, this week's interview, I am so excited to share with you. It's with Art Geisler, and we're talking about energetic NLP. Um, I had so much fun talking to Art because this isn't a subject I know anything about, so I was completely in learn mode the entire time I was talking to him. So I want you to really just like get a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes, because I know you're gonna learn as much as I did. So let's get our giggle on. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I like talking to, you know, cool people, and I love learning new things. And today, those things come together in this beautiful thing called Art Geyser. Uh, we're going to be talking about energetic NLP, and it's like something I know absolutely nothing about. So I'm like super stoked to learn some new things today. So welcome, Art, to the podcast. Big cheers to you, my friend. Well, thanks. I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. Now, for our listeners, if you could just share a little bit about your background, where you hail from, what you, what's Art's gig? A little bit about my background. So, um, well, presently, I live in California and uh, live in both uh, Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy to live in both. It's it's extravagant, but I like it. And my back, I have a really varied background. I managed a research lab in uh, reproductive endocrinology for a medical school in San Francisco for 11 years. I've, I've done over 30 years of corporate consulting on leadership and team development. I've been an NLP trainer since 1985. And for people who don't know what NLP is, it's neuro-linguistic programming. And it was developed as an alternative to traditional psychology and what they were interested in, how do people make really rapid, deep personal change? And it, mm-hmm. it's an amazing field. And I combine it with um, spiritual principles, um, intuition development, transformative energy work. So I, I combine both the mystical side of it with a very logical NLP side. And, and I created a field I call energetic NLP, where I bring what I think is the best of all of that together. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, like I said, I... <sighs> I I knew NLP was out there, but I'd never really you know thought much about it until I was listening to a, a audiobook on a road trip not too long ago, and I was like, uh, it came up, and I was like, and then, and then when I got your invite to be on the podcast, I was like, here's my chance to learn about what NLP is. I was right. like, it was almost like the universe was saying, Chip, you need to know this. So <laughs> anyway. That way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm looking forward to having our conversation. But you know, before we get into it, I'm just going to ask a random question just to get our conversational juices flowing. So now, do you have siblings? Uh, one brother. One brother. brother. Is he older or younger than you? He's older. 
He's older than you. All right. So what is that one thing he did when you were growing up that, you know, you still bring up at family functions, that one thing where he like tortured you and you were just like, uh, one day I'm going to get you back for this. Yeah. Well, actually what I was going to bring up was that he, he, he for the most part was a, a great older brother and, and really helped me with things. And, um, but where he tortured me was, I don't know why, but when I was learning to drive, my, my father had died. My mother was a very nervous driver. Uh -huh. My brother who was great at teaching me, became this frigging Nazi in the car. <laughs> That's going to be going a little far. But I, I guess he was nervous. And, um, right. and, uh, and, and, and this wonderful older brother who was always great at teaching me just made me so nervous and crazy. <laughs> so That's that funny. That's the thing I tortured him with, or he tortured me with, I guess, originally. <laughs> well, but you learned how to drive. So you say that's, you know, there are, there are perks and not so, you know, sometimes the process, there's a means to the end. I, I learned a great lesson because a, a family friend who was one of my father's best friends, he was sizing up the situation and he went, would you like me to take you driving? And I went, yes. And, um, and he didn't give me one piece of advice the whole time. He just chatted, he acted. He might have been afraid, but he acted calm. Uh -huh. and, and, and after being with him, I went, okay, I can drive. <laughs> it's like, I can do this. That's funny. I taught all four of my kids how to drive, and they preferred to learn how to drive with me because I was a little more relaxed than their mother was. Their mother was a little high-strung on the learn how to drive front. But, um, yeah, I just took them to the graveyard because I figured, you know, we'll drive around the graveyard because everybody's already dead there. You know, yeah. so, I mean, they're, they're not going to hurt anybody. So it's all, it's all good. All good. So let's start, let's start getting into, um, you know, the whole uh, energetic NLP things. So, you know, I, I went through your website. I was looking at things. There are so many things that intrigued, you know, like, you know, intrigued me, you know, just like the whole uh, concept of energy work and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how did you come up with this whole energetic NLP, you know, combo thing? Well, if I can give a little preamble first, because. Yeah, absolutely. Propaganda that energy work isn't scientific. And it makes me crazy. Like, say, I, I, I did research for 11 years at one of the top medical research institutions in the world. And um, uh, there is a lot of actually very compelling research on um, that energy work is real and that when, you know, things that like you can hook people up to scientific uh, medical instruments that, and have somebody in the next room or 100 miles away or 1,000 miles away start sending them healing energies. And they don't know, there's no placebo effect because they, they have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. When the person starts sending them energy, their physiological responses get better. Hmm. And, it, and, it, and this experiment's been repeated all over the world. It plays you know, great uh, universities. And, and there's a lot of research like this, but there's so much propaganda now that um, in science that, oh, you can, even TED Talks, like, They've had professors talk about some of this research, and TED Talks will um, will ban them. Really? Yeah, yeah, because somebody, I guess, high up in TED thinks this is woo woo and nonsense. So I just like to people to know there's a great deal of research. It's done all over the world. They've done a ton of it in the former Soviet Union and Russia, mm -hmm. and it's just that it, it, people are afraid to publish it. And it's one of the, the dirty secrets in business, uh, particularly in places like Silicon Valley, that people use all kinds of energy workers, but they don't talk about it because they don't want to crash their stock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Interesting. Uh, so, no, no, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a believer. My mom teaches healing touch. Um, she's right. a, she's a practitioner. So you know, I'm, 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 I'm on board. 
That's great. Um, so uh, I was actually really stuck in my life. I, I mean, this research job was a good job, but it was one of those cases where I didn't belong there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people choosing to have a career that isn't authentic for them, that just mm -hmm. works. And, and, but it didn't work for me. And then um, uh, I was, I went to a talk on intuition, which was just okay, but I was walking in the hallway and there was a bulletin board and I saw a flyer that said neuro-linguistic programming and it literally felt like a bolt of lightning hit me on top of the head and went through my midline and back out. And the, uh, the scientist in me was going, what was that? And the mystic in me was going, well, what do you think it was? It was a sign. Mm -hmm. But and I wasn't sure what to do with that. And I went back into the lecture and they were selling books on intuition. And for some reason, they had an NLP book there, which mm -hmm. had nothing to do with intuition. I thought, well, that's, you know, kind of like you were saying, it's like, okay, that now it's come up twice, right. you know, five minutes. So I bought the book, took it home, started reading it, and it just completely blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Other than, to me, they were making all these extravagant claims about, oh, we can change a phobia in one session and, and all of these things. So I, um, I decided to do something unusual for me. I, I, I went, okay, who's the best person teaching it that I can get access to? I don't care what it costs, how much vacation time I have to take off of work. And I, I went to a, a super advanced NLP class and I had no business in being in, but I just had to find out if it were, was real. And five minutes into it, I, I knew I was in the right place. Mm -hmm. But the other part of that that worked out super well was, this was in Marin County, north of San Francisco. So there were several people into it who were into like your mother healing touch energy work psychic development mm -hmm. and they started introducing me to uh, teaching me things and introducing me to great teachers and i realized oh my god here's this whole other fantastic way to transform people's lives mm -hmm. and then for years i kept them separate and not for years for a period of time, a year probably and then i realized well if i put them both together it's like one plus one equals a thousand mm -hmm. And that was the birth of energetic NLP. So how does that, uh, so how does it work? Um, that's a good question. So again, the, the, there's a, really a couple of aspects to it. So NLP deals with the conscious and unconscious mind, um, beliefs and programming that people have, um, mm -hmm. but also the structure of how people think. So people talk about visualization. Well, they there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And there's even an internal coding system that people aren't aware of that you can discover for somebody and use to do really rapid transformation. Mm -hmm. um, but what it, the strength and weakness of NLP is it treats everything as internally generated. Mm -hmm. So everything you feel, everything you think is internally generated. Well, people who do energy work know that's not true. We absorb energies from other people and that has their emotions and their thoughts in it. Mm -hmm. And so just because there's a thought in, in your brain doesn't mean it's your thought. Just because you're feeling something doesn't mean that you're feeling. And sometimes that's a little freaky for people at first, but once you, once you get over that part, it, it's incredibly liberating because you can learn how to clear out other people's thoughts and energy and programming. So, so, that, so, the, so the two big aspects so far, working with the unconscious mind, working with the structure of how people think that's all nlp mm -hmm. um, but then teaching people how to clear other people's emotions and energy and thoughts out of their space 
but then working with spiritual principles like um, karma, spiritual contracts, mm -hmm. and other kinds of things that when you put them all together, allow people to just blossom and, and have incredible possibilities in their life. And it even relates a lot to happiness and humor. Well, cool. And let's I want to get into that. But, but so, cause to me, like you're way up on this higher level and you need to like, you know, take this down a couple of notches so yeah. I can, I can understand, you know, like the application of this in my own life. Cause I, I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, um, grab, you know, put my head around it a little bit on, why I would want to, you know, use something like this, you know, like when you're talking about, you know, the, the thoughts and stuff, like I've always known that emotions are contagious, you know, that, you know, and so forth, but I never really thought about the, the, the thought process or, or so forth. Um, but which is very intriguing to me on that, you know, picking up people, other people's energy and thoughts and so forth and it and not being your own. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to delve a little bit into that and see, you know, and understand that a little bit more too. Yeah. So it, it's your energy field like every other part of you gets dirty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look at your hands right now and think, okay, what would your hands look like if you'd never washed them in your whole life? You know, they'd be coated with all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> Exactly. I got quite a visual on that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but on top of that, you would think that was really you. You would think all that junk was you. Right. And, fell in a lake or a stream or something that got washed off you go what the heck is this stuff you know mm -hmm. and when you touch your skin and you go oh wait a minute this is different but this feels like me mm -hmm. well in the same way our energy fields are collecting energy all the time and it starts when we're in the womb because our parents don't know it but they're programmed to program their children even you know from the get-go mm -hmm. and so they're energetically broadcasting stuff into us which is good on one level because you have to know the rules of whatever society you're in and whatever family you're in. But then, you know, kind of people who, who listen to broadcast podcasts like yours, you know, they want to be authentic. They want to be more of who they really are. And mm -hmm. then all that programming gets in the way. Okay. And you also start absorbing the emotions. So if your mother or father were really anxious or a sibling or, or somebody else who's around, you can absorb that. And, and I'll have clients who go, well, I'm 55 years old and I'm anxious and I've always been anxious. I don't know why I'm anxious. And I, I've been to therapy and I learned to slow down, but I'm still really anxious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the thing is you can't heal it because it's not yours, but you can clear it out. And it turns out it's not even hard. It's easy. But you really? have to know. Yeah. It, this all, energy work for the most part is really, really easy. Uh -huh. um, you know, there, there's levels of sophistication, but it, basically it's, it's, the hardest thing I have when I'm training people is for them to let it be simple. Because <laughs> it is. That's hilarious. Well, because I, I came to the realization here a few years ago that uh, I like, I've always known that uh, I'm a warrior, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, but I've always coupled it with, you know, good planning. Like, you know, I'm thinking about in six months, I've got this coming up. It might be on my head of worrying a little bit. All right, I'm going to take the steps I need to take care of that. So it's not going to be an issue. But then uh -huh. I came to the realization that, you know, there was a lot more other stuff that I worried up about that were really just kind of like non really kind of non-issues, but things were in the back of my head. And I talked to my mom about it. She's like, well, your dad was a warrior, you know, was a warrior as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe that's where I get it. And so that kind of makes sense on, you know, the whole programming aspect that you were saying that, you know, perhaps I was just programmed that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it can come, and it isn't just coming from your parents because they were programmed. So it's coming down ancestrally. 
Mm -hmm. because we're 21st century people, most of that programming doesn't fit. So my relatives in East Europe didn't want to stand out because if they stood out, they'd probably get attacked. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the public eye as you are. So that, that kind of programming doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. You know, it worked for them, not for me. So when you're looking at clearing some of that, you know, some of that, you know, I don't want to say bad energy, but that dirt off your hands, you know, and you yeah. said that, you know, it, it's actually pretty easy. I mean, so how do you, how do you go about that? Well, if you want, I can take people through a real easy way to do it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just want to say if anybody's driving, don't do this when you're driving, whether you believe energy <laughs> is real or not, because, um, I'll be running energy when we do it to help people. And um, this kind of energy makes you go inward, which is not the way you want to be driving. So anybody's listening while they're driving, turn it off or pull over or whatever, but don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be responsible for anybody's accidents. Yeah. If I was saying, oh, this is a meditation, they'd never do it. So think of it like that. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, the key to doing energy work is amusement and pretending and not taking it seriously. I mean, there are energy systems that are very serious. It's just not what I do. Um, mm -hmm. And what, what I was taught and what I found is the more people are, are silly about it and don't worry about if it's real or not, the more powerfully they can do it. So, really? Oh, yeah. If, if, if I was teaching this process to a group of five-year-olds, they would just think it was funny and giggle and they'd do a stunning job on it. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be going, am I doing it right? Is Susie doing it better than me? You know, they they just be giggling and go, okay. Um, so it will be better uh, for people listening and for you if, you, if you bring out your playful inner child, you know, to do this. And, and just to let, you know, just let go of it having to work. And in NLP and something I brought into the energy work, and of course other people do this too, um, is in energy work, we talk about symbol and reality is one. Symbol and reality is one. So that if you, decide something is a symbol for something energetically if you work with that symbol you will you will affect whatever you're working on and the other thing from from nlp um is that if you give your unconscious mind a, a metaphorical way to do something it, it will do it and it will do something completely different so um for instance some people like you know how your computer desktop you have the little trash can mm -hmm. well i know people like if they don't like a thought they'll put it in a little trash can and delete it in their mind. Well, who knows what the brain is really doing, but, mm -hmm. but if you do it playfully, <clears throat> it will often work. Okay. And, um, and it's because you're, it's telling your unconscious what you want done and it figures out how to do it, if that makes sense. Hey, we'll be right back with art, but now it's time for fun facts where we share some facts about humor, laughter, sometimes the absurd, and here's this week's fact. Fact, you can't make yourself laugh by tickling yourself. Why? Because it's impossible to surprise your brain. Your brain predicts the sensation your fingers will make just before you tickle yourself, so it's not a surprise. So have somebody else tickle you. Come to the conference, hell, I'll tickle you. Just come to the conference. Uh, if you've got a fun fact you'd like to share, send it in to me. Email me at chip at unconventional leader. I would love to share your fact on the air. So now back to that interview with Art. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Great. So one of the, the 
metaphor symbols I like to use a lot are the idea of a magnet. Mm -hmm. And everybody played with magnets when they were children. And it's wired into our unconscious. A magnet is this thing that has energy. If you hold up a little pin, if you just let go of the pin, the magnet will pull it over. There's no effort required. All you have to do is let go and let the magnet do its job. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and magnets are, are even little magnets are strong. And uh, I remember seeing a physicist on TV, and he put a little pin on a table, and he held a magnet on, over it, and the pin went up. And he goes, "This little thing just overcame the Earth's gravity field." So, so that's how strong they are. Right. Um, you know, we forget like they're powerful. So. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to have people do is imagine four magnets, and I'll take them through it. And when they do this, it will work best if you let go of conscious control and just imagine you're giving your inner wisdom and spirit in charge, uh, putting them in charge. And if, if you don't believe you have a spirit, then just put your inner wisdom in charge. So if you try to do it consciously, you'll screw it up. So right now, anybody who wants to do this, just in your mind, go, okay. I'm putting my inner wisdom and spirit in charge. And we call that in, in energetic NLP, your miraculous self, when your inner wisdom and spirit work together. Okay. And then I'm going to ask all of your uh, miraculous selves, and we call it your M. So an M is a miraculous self, is your inner wisdom and spirit. And, um, and that is a James Bond pun. Um, uh, just right now go, okay, I'm giving permission for my M, my inner wisdom and spirit to be in charge. And it will figure out what energy it wants me to release right now. Because you're not trying to do it all at once, just whatever a comfortable amount is. Okay. And then imagine a magnet floating out in front of you. And let me add just one other thing. In, in energy work, we talk about the, there being an energy field in and around your body, which you know, we know now from physics, our, our bodies have energy fields. Mm -hmm. So imagine there's an energy field in and all the way around your body and put a magnet out in front of you, you know, maybe 10, 12 feet, um, five meters and four meters. And then give your M permission now to release to that magnet any energy from the front of your body or the front of your energy field it wants you to release. And then just pretend that things are going off. And you don't need to know what's going off because your inner wisdom and spirit isn't going to release it unless it should be gone. And then you take that magnet and you pretend it goes into the earth and you give the earth permission to recycle that energy, which means it will either send the energy back to the person it belonged to, or it'll just turn it into pure energy and do whatever it wants with it. Then imagine a second magnet flight floating at least um, 12, 15 feet above your head, at least about five meters above your head, and give it permission to clear energy from your shoulders, your neck, inside your head, your forehead, the back of your skull, and above your head going up at least about nine feet, three meters, and all around your head. Just let energy go up into that magnet energy that's not yours that you don't need and then drop that into the center of the earth and let the earth recycle that energy 
put another magnet way behind you. And this is my favorite because energy literally hides behind our backs and give it permission to clear the back of your body and the back of your energy field, including behind your heart and your solar plexus and your internal organs and your neck and your head. Just imagine energy is going back to that magnet. Drop that into the center of the earth and put a fourth and last magnet into the earth and from the base of your spine through your legs, your feet, going down at least three feet, a meter below your feet and the whole space around your lower body. Give that magnet in the earth permission now to work with your M and just release energies that aren't yours from that whole lower part of your body. and then let the earth recycle that energy. And then it's not just that we're absorbing other people's energy, we're leaving our energy all over the place. So now mm -hmm. we want to retrieve it. So imagine above your head is a gold ball of energy and give your M, which again is your miraculous self, your inner wisdom and spirit permission to be in charge and let it use that gold ball to retrieve your energy from wherever you've scattered it. Any of your energy it wants to retrieve, it will pull back into that gold ball now. And then it will clean up that energy, make it sparkling. And if it's really, truly, authentically your energy, your M will send it down into your body and energy field now, filling you up with more of your own energy. And then you never want to leave space in your energy field. So if there's any space left in it, gold energy comes down from that ball and fills up any space that was left in your energy field. Because the frequency of gold energy is a very neutral energy that can be used um, kind of like food. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought when you're talking about the, the last portion on the, um, the golden ball, you're retrieving your energy. It's almost like you're, you're doing a mulligan. You're calling all your energy back. You gave some, some different people. You're like, no, I need that back. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, that's a, that's an interesting thing that I'd never really thought about before. Um, cause certainly, I mean, there are people that completely suck my energy out of me when I'm with them. And, yeah. um, so Yeah. I call mulligan on the, that stuff, all that stuff back home. That's well, really interesting. I like the whole concept of the magnet as well. And that it being, um, you know, stronger than the, you know, the gravitational pull, you know, cause like you said, when we're kids, you know, we all play with magnets. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those things we're all used to. And, you know, two opposing magnets will push each other away. Um, right. So yeah, that's a, a great um, kind of like visual to, to give it. Um, interesting. So, <laughs> There's a way you can use that. I mean, you could use that if you were doing a comedy performance. I use it in my corporate work all the time. Is mm -hmm. I'll put a magnet out. So a lot of times a team will come together when I'm working with them because they're having a lot of trouble. And, you know, and I, I do a lot of more cognitive things with them. But I'm also working with the energy. So I'll put like a magnet outside of the room. 
and I'll pull out of the room any energies that are creating disharmony mm-hmm. and, um, and people's frustration and anger. And I'm not, when you do this, it's important. You don't try to control anybody. You're just draining those energies out of the room, mm-hmm. drop those into the earth. And then I imagine energies coming in that they all would want energies of collaboration, creative problem solving, you know, whatever energies would help them. And when you do that, you don't um, force it on anybody. It, it, it's like if you're going to have a party or a dinner, you try to set the environment so people can have a good time. Mm-hmm. You don't try to force them. So, <laughs> um, so you, you clear the energies and bring these in. And it's like magic. You can do it with your family. You can do it um, with kids that are having trouble sleeping. You can do it in corporate work. And I, I was working with a pharmaceutical company once and we had about 160 people in this group and everything had been changed. So there was a lot of upset um, and the meeting had been going pretty well, but the energy was filling, the room was filling up with energies of frustration and, and, you know, and, and different things. And people were starting to get a little snarfy and mm-hmm. grumpy with one another. And one of my colleagues was in front of the room and I was in the back at that point. And I, I went to one of my other colleagues, I go, how's the room feel to you right now? And she goes, Oh, it's really heavy. And I go, tell me how it feels in five minutes. And I, I just imagined a magnet outside of the room. I cleared all that energy out, mm-hmm. brought in energies that were sparkling and energy. That, and, and just by imagining, I just imagined energies coming in that, that these people wanted. You know, I wasn't forcing it on anybody. Right. The conversation completely changed. People got collaborative again. They got happy again. My colleague is going, what did you do? <laughs> wow. And, um, and, and I'm not saying that because like, I'm so special and powerful. I mean, I may be special and powerful, but anybody can do that. Right. Anybody, it, it, it's easy. It's really easy. That's fascinating. The, um, and I did, been in so many toxic environments, just, you know, yeah. the ability to kind of um, shift that, you know, having a, a, a process to be able to shift that, you know, if you can shift it for the room, great, but if you can shift it for yourself, even better. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to make, you know, but you got to take care of you first. It's like, you know, when you're on an airplane, you got to put on your own oxygen mask first right. before you can do anything for anybody else. So, you know, I, I, I like that whole concept now. I, so, so I fully understand. So it, this combines the energy, the thing that we just did with the magnet, because it was a visual, that's like the NLP portion, but with the energy thing, that's where it combines it and makes it energetic NLP. Just so I'm, I, I have the, everything together. That's what makes yeah, that's, sense to me. Okay. That's one example of it. And uh, another one that will help it. So one thing that blew my mind about NLP was when I had studied psychology, you know, years ago, it was always, this is the way it is, you know, if you're a man, you want to sleep with your mother and kill your father, you know, and everything. <laughs> and I'm going, pretty sure I don't want to sleep with my mom. And I really like my dad. Um, right. Um, and I, and I, I found the theories fascinating, but often they were just so absolute and it didn't feel right to me. And NLP was the first thing I'd studied that said, these are just ideas and theories. They're not truths. You know, mm-hmm. play with them where they work, use them where they don't work, improve them. But don't, don't take them as like the Ten Commandments. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, in, there's a lot of people doing a lot of wonderful energy work. Most of them, them tend to be like, this is exactly how your aura looks. This is exactly how the chakra looks. And it does exactly this and this. And 
I, I don't personally, that's not what I see. And I, I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. you, you will mold reality to however you believe it is, uh, and even more so energetically. And so one, one of the things that I bring into energetic NLP to the energy part is the idea that we don't take our beliefs that seriously. We go, well, this is what I believe. We, I made up a term beliefs du jour, like, like soup du jour. Mm -hmm. like, this is what I believe right now. And five years from now, hopefully I'll believe something better, you know, mm -hmm. five minutes from now. And so we, we play with the concepts and we, because when I look at people's energy fields, I don't see these simple models we're taught. I see this dynamic, complex, multidimensional thing that, that is difficult to work with uh, in, in a real logical way because it's so complex. So it's useful to have simple models. Mm -hmm. But when you start believing them, you limit things. And I, to give a simple example, like in science, I don't know if when you were a kid, they taught you like an atom, there's this nucleus and, and the electrons are like little planets orbiting it. Yeah. And I, I learned that at a really young age and it was part of how I knew I was smart because other kids didn't know it. And mm -hmm. then I remember studying physics in high school and they went, well, it's not really like that. And I was like personally offended. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? what? You know, it was part of my self-concept. You know, and they talk about that electrons exist in shells and their probabilities and they're all kinds of places at once until you mm -hmm. interact, you know, and, and there's this wonderful, more complex reality. Well, so in energetic NLP, we, we embrace that things are complex. So we, we use simple ideas because it, it makes life simple. We just don't, we're not invested in them. Mm -hmm. And that allows us to grow at an amazing um, uh, pace and to keep evolving constantly. So, and it also just, it makes it more fun. I, I, I tend to make people take a pledge at the beginning of a workshop that they're not going to believe anything I tell them. You know? <laughs> I do. And it, they're going to explore and discover their own truth. Right. You know? And I'll go, I want you to consider what I'm saying. I don't want you to believe it. I want you to play with it. You know? Well, I like, I, I, and I like how when uh, you, before we started the exercise, you, you know, kind of set the tone on being uh, in touch with your, you know, your playful side, your, you know, your inner child. Um, Cause I think in, in the course of growing up, we do kind of, we lose a lot of that and we, we, we get, you know, uh, yes. pu uh, pushed with all the hard science on, you know, this is the way things are, and this is the constructs on how you're going to look at life. And, you know, for, and then that becomes the box that we live within. And sometimes we need to just be reminded to get back in touch with that, you know, the kid that just, Hey, this is just going to be fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves and, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, at the end. Well, well that, that is such a key part of, of energetic NLP. What you're saying is I, I, I often use the word cages. We, we live in a series of cages and some of them are, our conscious beliefs, some of them are unconscious beliefs and programming, but there are also things like karma, things like spiritual contracts, things like other people's energy in our energy field. And in energetic NLP, we just, we work with all of that, whatever is up for the person at that time. And it, it just opens up amazing possibilities. And like when people learn to clear other people's emotional energy out of their space, and sometimes they go like, well, I still get anxious at times, but I can handle it. Because mm -hmm. you can handle your authentic emotions. Mm -hmm. um, what, what we can handle is, let's say somebody's feeling grief, they'll pull in all kinds of other people's grief energy. And you can't handle theirs because it's not yours. Right. I mean, you can handle it. 
but you can't heal it. You can't solve it. And when we teach people to start clearing other people's emotions, uh, emotional energy out of their emotions, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can handle, I may not be happy at the moment, but I can handle it. Right. And I, and I can get through it. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of road rage is because somebody gets, people leave tons of anger and frustration energy on the highways. And sometimes people get mad or frustrated. And when you do that, sometimes it's like you open up a doorway and they get flooded with other people's anger and frustration. And then they can get out of control because they don't know what to do with it. And they think it's theirs. Right. You know, once you get, oh, that, that's not, and I'll have people like with imaginary meters and I'll go, how much of that emotion is yours? And sometimes they go, oh, 5%. And when right. they clean the other 95%, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I like the way I'm feeling, but I'm okay. Right. Know? Now, you've mentioned a term a couple of times, a spiritual contract. I'm not familiar with that. You know, what is that? Oh, I love these. Um, so the, the idea is that either from before you were born or in this lifetime or from other lifetimes, your, your soul or your spirit has made agreements. And they can be with your family. And, and there's a lot of them and with your ancestors, um, uh, with people. Uh, that you meet and in uh, these contracts like any contract limit you limit what's possible mm -hmm. and just as we recognize that legally contracts can be changed you can change your spiritual contracts and a lot of people teach how to end them and we do something that I find a lot more effective and energetic on a P where we, we we either end them or we revise them or we set it up that sometimes you can't change them because your spirit has something it wants you to learn or do. Mm -hmm. so we, we, we have ways that you find out what it is you need to learn to do so you can change it. Mm -hmm. So a contract might be that you're going to be the sick one in the family. So everybody gets to bond around that or show mm -hmm. love around. I mean, um, people have contracts that say they're supposed to suffer or that they, to help other people or that they can have kids or that they can't have kids. I mean, they can be financially successful or not. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of work on these. And in fact, um, when, when we talk about where people can go to see my work, there's a, a free webinar they can access that will take them through how to change their spiritual contracts. Awesome. Cause I was going to ask you about that. Cause I mean, I, I one, cause I know that you've got a lot of stuff on your website, but you know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking to myself like, Hmm, you know, mine is in my family that I'm going to be like the super cute, awesome one. And <laughs> um, everybody's got to rally around that. And, um, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to make sure that my brothers listen to that part. Anyway. Um, well, um, the thing is, you know, the, you don't, a, you don't have to change all of them. Yeah. Just revising it a little bit. Right. You know? And maybe they can all be super cute and awesome. Maybe, you know, <laughs> you don't have to be, you know. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Um, and, what it, and again, these contracts create cages. And, and when I call them cages, it's not bad or wrong. It's the nature of human life. Right. But when you change them, all of a sudden possibilities open. So like a lot of people have um, like, you know, money's bad or money's not spiritual or money will do this or that. And so they, they don't know why they always end up in financial problems or struggles. Mm -hmm. well, they'll have contracts to tell them that's what they have to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you change that, then you have the freedom to do something different and something that's yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I have really enjoyed talking to you today. I mean, just so many, like I said at the beginning of our conversation, just so many things I don't know anything about, and it's just been fascinating to talk to you. And um, yeah, I'll definitely going to go through more stuff on your website, you know, because I already went through some of it, and I would encourage all my listeners, all the listeners to do the same, because stuff on there is great. But if um, people want to connect with you, you know, where do you want them to go? I mean, where do you want them to find the, um, the Art Geisler resources and so forth? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So my site is, um, the easiest way to get to it is if they go, so the site is energeticnlp.com, mm-hmm. but they can get there just by going ENLP number seven.com. So really? Yeah, enlplucky7.com. And um, yeah, and they'll find a lot of different materials on there. And if they put a, a forward slash and then the name of your podcast, there'll be a page just for, for the listeners of the podcast. Okay, awesome. Great. I appreciate that. Well, I have really enjoyed talking to you today. Like I said, great information um, opened up my mind to a whole lot of different things. And it makes me you know, wonder about some of those <laughs> spiritual contracts that maybe been holding me back. Well, I, I, I really enjoyed it myself. You set a great energy field for these. Um, uh, so uh, it, it's really been fun. I really enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate your time. What did I tell you? Art is the B-O-M-B bomb. He is awesome. Hopefully you got as much from that interview as I did. Like I told you before, I was completely in learn mode and he completely blew my mind on how I looked at a lot of different and, and a lot of different issues I had never thought about before. I'm gonna encourage you to go to his website, check it out. You can spend an entire day uh, just going through the different resources he has on there. I'm also gonna encourage you to go to our website, aath.org. And, you know, really consider coming to the conference. If you're thinking about any kind of investment you're going to make in yourself, in this, uh, make in yourself this year, you can't go wrong in uh, coming to the conference. Fundamentally, the best people on the face of the earth. So, until next time, this is Chip Lutz saying, we'll keep the laugh on for you. This is LaughBox, the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. LaughBox is made possible by a grant from the National Speakers Foundation and is brought to you by AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Find out more at AATH.org. Be sure to review LaughBox on iTunes. For show notes and more information about today's conversation, visit LaughBox.AATH.org.